quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another session of Jumpstart. Yeah, Jumpstart (laughs) Your Journey with Jesus. We want to help you at wherever you are with your journey with God. And uh, we just want to jumpstart you to keep you moving forward or to get you going, whatever you need. Amen. And so this is our final, final session. Yes. This is session nine. Yes. And we've gone through eight principles already that you should consider adding to your walk with Christ and at least enhancing if you've already been doing some of these. And so now we're going to wrap it up this time. What is our final topic? We're going to talk about sharing your faith. Yes. You know, if you're a believer in Christ Jesus... You have experienced God's goodness. You have received his love. And just like with you, just like you do with anything else that you love or that is really good, you want to share it with others. Yes. And this sharing that we do, sharing this particular thing Mm -hmm. is an eternal gift. Yes. That we're giving to people. Yes. It's to share a gift that will be for their eternity. So it's something you don't want to hold back from someone. No. Yeah. So this is why it's important to learn how to do it. Yes. Um, Jesus came to this earth to share with us how to Mm -hmm. live and move and operate in his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, God wants his word to be shared with every nation. Yes. All the world. And every time. All the world. Yes. And in modern days, sharing is even easier Mm -hmm. because you can take a Facebook post or a YouTube post Mm -hmm. or an Instagram or Mm -hmm. a TikTok or whatever kind of social media you want, and you could share that with others. Yes. As a matter of fact, recently, you know, because Doug's been preaching messages in our services recently about sharing Mm -hmm. the gospel and sharing your faith with people. So. I decided to do a series. I I haven't finished all of them as yet, but I've started. And the one I've started is 
to do um, a series of salvation. How do you minister salvation to different groups of people? So the first group actually that I spoke of, that I did on my social media, is um, salvation for the preacher's kid. Yes, how to minister to a preacher's kid or a person who grew up in a Christian home. And I was surprised at the feedback I received from doing that video Mm -hmm. because I grew up as a preacher's kid. And I'm, I realized that a lot of ministers' kids or or kids who grew up in the church where you were homeschooled or you went to church every Sunday, your family was very religious, as it said, and when you get older and you're now on your own, you go away from the you go away from church, you stop serving God, you're, you don't even pray anymore, don't read your Bible or anything like that, and it's because of the experience that you had as a child growing up as a preacher's kid or in a Christian home. So I spoke to that subject and and explain to people that every person has the opportunity to serve God in a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So no matter how yours started or how, what you were told about God, you can't walk away from God because of what someone else told you or how they lived it. You have to develop your own relationship with God. Yeah. You know, when I got born again, I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I was in seventh grade and I can remember, um, I went to church, uh, the, at night, and then I was in school the next day. I went to a private school by choice because it was a smaller school. And the very first thing that I did was I shared with two other people who I knew believed the same way that I did. Mm-hmm. I told them, guess what happened to me last night? I said, I got saved. And they said, oh, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. Sister Mary Jane and Sister Mary Stella. <laughs> I remember them because it was a Catholic uh, school. Yeah. But... I was so excited about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I had known about Jesus, but when I actually met him, when he actually came into my heart and my life, mm-hmm. it was a, a wonderful encounter, a beautiful experience. There was no way that I was going to keep that to myself. Yeah, and yeah, that, I wanted to share it. Yeah, and you did, and it was received. Yes. See, I had the opposite experience. Mm-hmm. So when I grew up, uh, I was known as the preacher's kid, and people mocked me mm. because I was a preacher's kid. Mm. So everything I had, if I had a new pencil, if I had a new book, if I got a new book bag, if I got mm. new shoes, new socks, anything I had, I would be mocked, and they would tell me and laugh at me and say, that I have those things because my daddy stole the church's money to mm. buy it for me. And so I would, I would be the one standing there with the new books, the new pencils, the new, uh, everything you know, that I needed. And they, they really didn't have it. They didn't have anything, really. But they would mock me because I had these wow. things and tell me that it was because my daddy stole the church money to have it. Yeah. So the one, but so what that did for me was I didn't turn away from God because of it. I would stand there and I think, well, first of all, I knew my parents didn't steal the church money. If anything, we were giving the church money <laughs> than stealing from the church the money. Uh, but the one thing I realized was that the God I served was greater than whoever they were serving Mm -hmm. because my life had more results than they could display and all they could do is talk badly about what i had that they wish they had Mm -hmm. so the only way that they could compensate for that was to tell me that the only way i have it was because it was stolen right and so i didn't know enough yet i was still young i mean i was i don't know nine or something 
or younger actually my whole life people have been mocking me about this whole christian thing so it didn't bother me so now people come to me for help about the christian thing but when i was growing up everything i had everything i did people would mock me when the church would have events and my school would have events it would be at the same time i choose to go to the church events because i knew people there it was more fun and I, i had a blast and so the, the school kids would mock me because I couldn't come to the, the school stuff because the church was having something. But you see, I knew God because I had a relationship with God. So even though I was in a Christian family and we had to do things that the church needed done, I still didn't blame God for it. I thanked God for it. I was happy I was a Christian. And so if you could develop an atmosphere in your home, if you're a Christian family, where your kids would end up not having to hide their faith, but let it be known, and God will back you up. I mean, I've never regretted being a Christian. Right, amen. And people have ridiculed me for being a Christian, and worse, for being a preacher's kid. Like, that was the bad part. I was a preacher's Mm. kid. So, but the point is, they always came to me for help when they needed help. Well, you know, they even gave Jesus a hard time. Yeah, so so don't let any of those things bother you that you're Christians and you don't, you're afraid to tell people you are. That's why you don't want to share your faith. Yeah. Let it just be known. Yeah, you know, how can you share your faith? You know, that's, that's a good yeah. question. Maybe you have that question. Um, you can share it with how you live, your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, God wants you to live a godly life, a holy life, a pure life. And that says something to the world in today. Yes. And in today's time. Yes. You know, so... You can share God with the way you live. Live for God. God yes. wants you to live. So what does that look like, though? He wants you to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants you to have good character. Yes. You know, he wants you to be honest about your taxes. Yeah, that's a good one. He wants you to, you know, if you don't want to do something, tell someone, I don't want to do it. Yes. Don't, you don't have to make it don't up, lie. an excuse. Yes. Um, you know, he wants you to genuinely love people. Mm-hmm. And, and and help them if you can along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never just on my way to minister, but I minister on my way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one way that I can share Jesus with people. Um, but there's there's a multiple ways that you can share right. this good news with people. And there's also things that we could have missing in our lives that is an example, that is a witness. Things like pride. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. If we would just remove pride, remove greed, one element of pride that Christians may have and they don't realize is the embarrassment of admitting you're a Christian Mm. in anywhere you go. See, some people are okay with saying they're a Christian in a Christian group or, Mm. um, you know, where it's accepted. But to say you're a Christian somewhere that it's not accepted um, that becomes an issue, and that could be, it's like, the Bible actually says, if you refuse to confess me before men, I will not confess you before exactly. my father, right? Jesus was talking there. Yep. And you had some challenges when you worked in the corporate world. Yes, when I worked in, in corporate America. You know, they wanted you to do things like the world's way, but yes. you, you stood up and you didn't. I, I did not. I mean, one of my bosses, he would simply say, Fiona, Fiona, he had a Belgium accent. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first job out of grad school was to be a sales rep in a very competitive environment where women really were not uh, hired for this job. Mm-hmm. But I was hired for it. And um, 
and the, the men that I had to work with were not very kind to women, but they sure respected me in a jiffy. And one of the things that my boss said to me was, Fiona, you're too honest, and I need to teach you how to lie. And I said, that will never happen. I'm going to teach you how the truth is going to triple my uh, my triple my results yep. like you've never seen. And do you know that is exactly what happened in record time? Uh, tripled the sales that I produced for the same clients who supposedly did not respect women and they wouldn't know how to deal with a woman, you know, sales rep like I was. And everything that the world thought couldn't work worked for me. There are other environments in corporate America work for other companies where the language was off the wall, crazy, vulgar language. Mm-hmm. I was the lowest position in the room because it was a team of executives that we were meeting together, and I was one of the managers that was on hand. And I remember standing up in the middle of that meeting while they're speaking their language, standing up and saying, This is unacceptable to me. I cannot take your language anymore. You need to decide how you're going to speak English in this room. Everybody stopped and stared at me and was like, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. We need to stop. Yes. So whoever you are, wherever you are, you but you need to do it when God gives you that unction to do it, not just yeah. for your own pride, because I'm religious. I can't hear these words. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is. You need to, people need to know you're a Christian with a standard, but you're a Christian that does just, that doesn't do things to make yourself feel better. You do things to represent the kingdom. That's the key to being the Christian that you want to be, and that's the witness you want to be. Yes. And you know, that's another way to share your faith is when you have a challenge in life, how do you deal with that challenge? Right. Right. You know, what do you turn to first in the midst of that challenge mm-hmm. when something's coming against you or when something came up mm-hmm. unexpectedly? You know, uh, we can turn to God. I, I love in, in, in the book of Acts chapter 3 mm-hmm. where uh, Peter and John, they, you know, they had gotten that man who was uh, lame healed and, and he went into church with them leaping and jumping and praising mm-hmm. God. And, but it kind of caused an uproar. And the the leaders of the city or the synagogue, whichever it was, they came in and, and they um, put them in prison. Yeah. You know? And right. they told them, they said, don't speak about the resurrection yes. anymore. Right. And, and Peter just, you know, I love the way that Peter answers mm-hmm. some things. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, he said, we should, you know, should we obey men or God? Mm-hmm. He said, we're going to obey God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you when you genuinely live for God and you're spreading his good news, you don't have to back down. You don't have to give in. Yeah. Because you are a majority with God. And see, when you know who God is as for yourself, as a person, not because your parents told you so, because your church said so, it's you really know who God is. You will have no problems defending yourself as a believer of God. Or standing up for what is right and what is truth and what is not stealing, killing, and destroying. John 10.10 gives us that criteria. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus has come to give life and life more abundantly. So you can put yourself in that position that you have come. Name yourself. I have come that I will give life and life more abundantly. We can't give life like Jesus gives life, but we can give the life of Jesus through us Mm -hmm. to other people. 
So when we come into the environment, life comes into the environment and solutions show up. So, so at work especially, this should be utilized because that's what's needed in our world. The, the places that are uh, providing for our living when it comes to our food, clothing, shelter, the elements that we live with, the places that provide jobs, the places that bring the inventions to life, that produces something that was born in someone's mind, all those places, they need to come under the authority of Christ. It Mm -hmm. needs to happen. And believers go to work every single day with sinners, with people who don't know Jesus, and they never share uh, the scriptures or the gospel of Christ. You know, I've had people with when I've worked in corporate America who went to church and got saved mm-hmm. because of me sharing or just having a standard that I refused to bow to the the worldly pressure of that corporation. Those people got saved and their kids, some yes. of them, they took their kids that were on drugs that got delivered and set free and they went to Bible school. They got saved and started serving God. So your your example and your lifestyle can, can go so much further than what you even imagine. It's not self-preservation. Right. It is kingdom, you know, kingdom stuff. You know, your light works best where it's dark. Yes. And, uh, you know, I guess you could call us apologists, <laughs> you know, or this, maybe we're sharing a little bit on apologetics, but... We make no apologies for following yes. Jesus. Amen. I'm Amen. not sorry that I became a Christian. I'm not sorry that I love God excessively yes. or lavishly. Yes. yes. I, I'm not embarrassed. Nope. Not, you know, uh, because I love God yes. and he loves me and I'm confident in that. Yes. You know, and, and God wanted fishermen mm-hmm. to catch men. Mm-hmm. So he took these fishermen that were used to being around boats, Mm -hmm. being in the water, Mm -hmm. throwing nets out, being around, you know, being around fish stinks. Smelly, yeah. (laughs) It's not pleasant. I've been around fish and, you know, you start catching fish and cleaning fish and, (laughs) anyway. uh, But Jesus wanted, he he retooled them with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and he equipped them to catch men and they went out Mm -hmm. and they told people about Jesus. They told people about the good news. Mm -hmm. They went and shared it with villages Mm -hmm. and groups and individuals and they saw results. They did. Yeah. In in some parts they had, they had resistance, Mm -hmm. but in other parts they had results. The resistance didn't stop them and the results kept Mm -hmm. encouraging them. Yes. Yes. And that's how we need to be. Yes. You may run into some resistance, Mm -hmm. but that's okay because Mm -hmm. not everybody is is going to believe right away. But don't let that stop Mm -hmm. you from sharing. And here's the other part to that. Don't get offended if someone rejects you. This is big time. Yes. Jesus said, if they reject you, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. Let's keep it in perspective. He just said, shake the dust off your feet and go on. Let's keep it in perspective. The people who persecute you because you're a Christian, do not get offended with them. Love them. Here's how you love somebody like that. You simply be prepared to help them when they fall. That's the key. You don't want to be the one that falls in your pride because you get offended. 
you stay in love, stay open in love, and then you're ready to catch someone when they need help and their life starts to fall apart, and you're there, you're able to help them. If you're offended at them, you can't help them. You would want, you'd be like, yeah, see, it's because you rejected me. That's why that's happening. And you would think that they deserve to have happened what's happening to them. And when you think someone deserves to have something bad happen to them because of what they've done, you've become judge, and you can't help them. But see, if they went to God, God would help them. So you have to ask yourself, who are you representing? If you don't want to help them and you say you're representing God, but if they went to God directly, he would help them. What does that make you? So this is the key to having your faith out in the public. You cannot be offended by the response. And you can't stop doing it because of the response. And, you know, I'm I'm grateful for... Uh, strong women in the church. Yes. Because women were the the first promoters Mm -hmm. of the gospel when Jesus rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. They were first at the tomb and the angel had instructed them to go and tell the others that he had risen from the Mm -hmm. dead. Mm -hmm. And it was Mary Magdalene. It was some other uh, women there. And they went and told. Mm -hmm. See, because the resurrection was so good, so wonderful, so glorious why keep it to yourself? Right. Spread that right. news around. So th- at that, from that point, the gospel started spreading. Mm-hmm. Like they shared the gospel. The yes. gospel is that Jesus is alive. You know, and I uh, like in John one forty three, um, Philip found Nathaniel, mm-hmm. and he told them, "We have found the Messiah." You know, apparently they both were looking. Mm-hmm. They both were expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, they both were anticipating his mm-hmm. revival. Or um, not revival, but his arrival. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so he went and found Nathaniel. So he had to go where Nathaniel was. Mm-hmm. He found them and he said, we have found the one Moses and the law and the prophets uh, told us about or mm-hmm. wrote about. Jesus from Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And that's how you share the gospel. Mm-hmm. You just share you just with tell. others what God has done for you. Yes. And you know, that's how the group, Jesus' disciples grew, mm-hmm. was because the brothers went and told the other brother, and they started telling their family members, and this is how it grew. Yeah. So if you're in a church, you start sharing where you are in your workplace, in your um, social gatherings, on social media, all these places. Take out the judgment, share your experience, share the joy of your Christianity, share how great God is because you know that about him. Because you don't share theory, don't share, you know, the theory of God is that they don't share theory. Theory is not something you can share with. That's a hypothesis. You got to prove it still. It still hasn't been proven. But Share what you have that's been proven. That's your testimony. You'll be a false witness if you're testifying of something that you haven't seen. Yes. So your witness is what you've seen and heard of Christ, your own story. If you're a Billy, if you are born again, your first story is your salvation story. It's your salvation story. It's not my salvation story. It's not Pastor Doug's salvation story. It is your salvation story. You have a story to tell. That's what you tell people. Yes. Like the Bible says, I once was blind, but now I can see. That's the whole point. I was a sinner. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a born-again believer of Christ. 
Here is how it happened. Here is what happened. And here is why I'm going to keep being one. And that's where you give your personal experience and your personal reasons why you still are a believer and a Christian. And, you know, I've shared my testimony of how I got saved. um, I don't know how many times, Mm -hmm. countless times, over 19, 20 years. And it never gets old Mm -hmm. when I share it. Mm -hmm. You know, it is priceless to me it mm-hmm. is valuable to me it is precious to me mm-hmm. and i want everyone else to be um into what i'm into mm-hmm. because i know that it'll do you good amen and it jesus does not fail do good. no jesus fail. hasn't failed in his own life and he sure isn't going to fail in mine and that's the that's the attitude you have to have about god that's the attitude you have to have about the kingdom of god that's the attitude in which we share. Yes. It's not trying to make up a story, trying to find in the Bible where the verses are that you walk people through, you know, no. walk them through the path and all this stuff. Just, and it's just, just theory. Yeah, just you. tell them what God did for you. And tell them, I may not know all the details of how I can get you there. All I know is to tell you this. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Savior. I know that much. I, you know, I mean, the woman at the well that Jesus met. She said, come for, see all the- yeah, come come here, a man who told me everything about my life. Yeah, that okay. was her testimony. That's, that was, that was that how was she witnessed. Yeah. yeah, that's how that's she had like and a, a what ten minute encounter half with Jesus. The town came out. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> she won over a t- a town where she was not uh, her her name wasn't that great among yeah. the people. It was in a bad. It had a bad yeah. mark on it. Five bar- bad marks on yes. it. But Jesus talked with her, changed her life, and that was was what she had an experience with God. She had an experience with Jesus, and that's what you've had to be able to share your faith. It's not, you don't have to make up some theory and try to get all the scriptures right, and you don't know what verse it was in the Bible. No, <laughs> they, they don't know either. They really don't know either. You tell them your experience. Yes. You walk in your authority. I walked in my authority yes. when I was uh, in corporate America, and I'm heading back there again, but I walked in my authority. I didn't back down, and it didn't matter what my position was. It was my position in Christ remained the same no matter what my position was in a company. And you know what happened? It didn't matter what position I had in the company. I always ended up being the head and not the tail. Mm-hmm. Everybody came to me for answers. It did the, 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 the general manager of, of the facility I worked for came to me, to me for answers. The general manager. And I was not anywhere close to the general manager's position. But my point is I was close to God. And he gave me answers that they couldn't find. And that's how you can be too. And that's the stuff you witness with. That is the stuff you witness with. Yeah, I feel like that song, share, share, share your faith <laughs> as you live your life. I don't know that song. <laughs> roll, roll, roll your boat. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just want you to share your faith. And Amen. we want to encourage you to be a blessing to others. And uh, God will bless you. That's part of the work that he's called us to do. So we want to just pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, these uh, friends and uh, partners who are listening to this message. And they're, they're having their journey jump-started, Lord. They're, mm-hmm. they're being encouraged uh, to carry on. They're being encouraged to begin a journey. Wherever they are on their yes. journey, Lord, these things will help them. And we pray, Lord, that you will open up doors of opportunity that they can share what they know about you and what they've experienced from you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Well, it's been nine sessions. Yes, it has. And thank you so much yes. for listening to Jumpstart Your Journey with Jesus. want you to like it, share it with your friends, share it with your family, send them the links, and yes. it will be a blessing to them. Have Amen. an awesome and incredible day. God bless you guys. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye.